The best way to learn how to be a dad is to learn from awesome dads. Welcome to the Awesome Dad Show. Here's your host, Mark Savant. What is up and welcome to the show. Today I'm joined by Rob Ainbinder. Rob has been in the fatherhood blog scene for almost 20 years. And he brings a lot of really great perspective to the Awesome Dad Show as he's A, been blogging, B, he has a kid who's about to go into college, and C, he's talked to many, many fathers and is very well connected to the community, so I'm really excited to share his personal story. Another thing that I really try to highlight on the Awesome Dad Show is challenges that men are overcoming because as fathers, as men, we're always being pushed in different directions with new challenges. And... Rob just graces me and you, the listener, with some really intense stuff. We're talking about grief. Uh, Unfortunately, Rob's wife passed away uh, fairly recently, and it's it's just a whirlwind. If you're going through that, please just know that you're not alone. Hopefully, this episode will give you a little bit of help in dealing with it. Look, there's not one right way to grieve, just like there's not one right way to parent, but just knowing that you're a part of something that... You're, you're there with others. Life has ups and downs. You will get through this. I would encourage you to head over to the Awesome Dad group on Facebook. It's a great place to get connected. If you enjoy the episode, please take just a moment. Subscribe to the Awesome Dad Show and tell a friend. You know, if you can leave a subscription and tell a friend, it makes a huge difference. It really helps us to reach more and more fathers. I also want to give a shout out to brand new Patreon subscriber, Christian. Christian, been really nice chatting with you, getting to know you. If you are looking to take your relationship with ActDad to the next level, please go over to patreon.com slash ActDad. You can sign up for a tier, whether it's a dollar a month, $5, $10, whatever works for you. But there's exclusive content, great community building there. So please head over to patreon.com slash ActDad. There's a lot of really great things coming. You can also catch this video on YouTube. You can check most all of the awesome dad shows over there but look let's talk to rob because this is a really great podcast and one that you're really going to appreciate i hope it sticks out in your mind for a long time yo dj run the tape rob welcome to the awesome dad show how are you good thanks mark glad to be here great to have you here i've been watching your story unfold here over the past few months but you've been doing this a long time so i'm curious rob what got you into blogging in the first place So if we go way back, my blog started on another platform. At the time, it wasn't Google-owned. I started on Blogger. And I started just because some other guys that I really admired had started blogging. And I found Blogger. I set it up on Blogger. Um, Blogger got gobbled up by the Google machine, and then I moved it to WordPress. So I've been going since 2003. Awesome. And so you, you got into it because you saw other people and you're like, okay, I want this release. How did becoming a father, marriage, how did that impact the way that your blog was set up? Yeah, it, it was an interesting kind of change. I sort of blogged as a dad before there were dad bloggers and, and didn't know there were dad bloggers until five years ago. Um, so, um, you know, it was really from my perspective only, um, sort of did some posts about, about, you know, how I observe my then toddler change due to Claritin or things like that. Or, um, but then I went back and once I discovered dad bloggers, I went back and, and had a bunch of posts related to kind of private hell, uh, purgatory with a toddler 
and those <laughs> kinds of things and things that we learned along the way. So it's kind of evolved. Um, it, it's, it's evolved over time and it continues to evolve. I think you look at my first post, it was less than a hundred words and now they're, they're cranked out at about between 500 and a thousand words. That's great. And, and I noticed that you're getting tens of, of thousands of reads per month, tens of thousands of views. So I just have immense respect for what Thanks. you've built. Because I think a lot of people don't really appreciate how much time and effort it, it goes into putting that out there. Um, I'm curious, yeah. the whole process of blogging, how has that impacted you as a father? Do you feel like it's, it's helped you to handle the challenges like the toddler meltdowns along the way? Well, I think... It- it's been a good place to put some thoughts that I've baked on for a while, some experiences that I've experienced in a way um, it's been cathartic at times. And sometimes it's just been, you know, providing substantive advice to other dads, um, you know, at times. So it, it, it's usually starts with a sketch of an idea or an experience. And then, then we go from there. Right on. You're, I want to kind of fast forward a little bit to current day. Uh, you're a father of a daughter, right? You have yep. a daughter. Sure. And your daughter is 17. Right. right. Cool. Right. So she's, you're gearing up for college. You're gearing up for that transition to college. Yeah. How, is that, how has that been for, for you and for her trying to prepare for this next stage of life? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's the usual things kind of continuing to guide her guide her in a way that allows her to make some choices that will provide provide an income for and and connecting her with colleges that that map to that well and she's taken the lead on that i've given her you know i haven't really had to push on her that well she's really self-motivated i'm lucky that way uh for sure and and really you know to come up with with three or four schools that she's really interested in lining up visits that, you know, mesh with my schedule and availability, go before all this coronavirus stuff, go visit those schools, see about the programs and see what really, you know, help her try and make a choice that that's a good fit for her. So have y'all gotten to, to visit any schools yet? Have you gotten to visit with her? And what was that like? Yeah, we did. Um, actually, before her junior year, we, we were, we were, making school visits to you we live in north carolina so schools that she was interested in nc state unc charlotte we visited those she visited a private women's college meredith that quickly got taken off the list by her and and we still have a few more to visit to round out kind of a a top three kind of we know some will be a little bit more of a stretch academically potentially and some won't be so we're we're trying to create that list that has a combination of schools that will give her her best opportunity for networking and for learning. Love that. So one of the things that I think about a lot, Rob, is uncertainty between health issues, economic issues, uh, uh, technological issues. There's a lot of challenges for kids to navigate that we didn't necessarily have to deal with or worry about growing up. Has your daughter come to you or express any concerns that, hey, dad, I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm in a career that's irrelevant in 10 years. Has that come up? It's, it's interesting. She's, she's taken inspiration from my marketing career and kind of mapped her own path. Early on, she was interested in fashion and makeup. 
and really map those to marketing to come up with something really pretty inventive and different. Um, one example of that at NC State, they have a, a textile, a school of textiles. And within textiles, they have fashion, merchandising, marketing, textiles program. And so she'll get the back, the technical background in the fabrics, but then she'll also get exposed through the business school to the marketing side of fashion. And I think that will position her with some really advantageous knowledge and skills. One of the things that I'm very, very passionate about is trying to combine your own experiences and passions with that of your family members and your kids specifically. Have you brought her into your circle and said, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing with work. This is how I'm reaching new people. This is how I'm leveraging the internet to, to market and, and kind of brought her into that process with you? A little bit, you know, she knows about the projects I undertake. I talk to her about them. Um, she's, she's taking, she's looking at it from a social first sort of, uh, sort of way. Um, most of her, most of her things that she's done so far have been strictly social media based. Um, she has a beauty account. She has a personal account. She even started a, a marketing account um, on, on social media. So she's, she's taken a social media first um, way of it where I've, I do kind of a website and social media, but start with the website or web property um, because I think that's, that's going to be your home base. Everything else is rented land. Um, you know, we're sharecroppers on Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat, um, TikTok. You know, those sites can can be taken down in an instant. And yeah. and what are you left with? Well, and, and again, that kind of goes back to my initial question and point about the uncertainty that we're in today. If Facebook goes bye bye for yeah. for some reason, and yeah. you had all your eggs in the Facebook basket, you're you're dead. You're in trouble. So. Yeah, think, absolutely. Yeah, it just seems like it's an important time to just try to learn as many different skills. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you know, you're not all in the same thing with investing, you don't want to put all your eggs in one stock, yeah. you want to kind of spread out, spread out your risk a little bit. So I, I yeah. think that's, that's smart. And who knows, maybe you and her can work together on a project one day if you're specializing in one thing. And absolutely, you know, and I've, I've asked her at times to help me out, you know, with certain subtasks and and some I've gotten her to help me out on and, and others she's, she's chosen to pass on. Um, you know, I just, I continue to offer her that sometimes cause I'm a part-time influencer. Sometimes I do get her to help me um, on the influencer projects, shooting video um, while I, while I can't or, or taking pictures or in one, one influencer, um, activation that we did she was actually part of the whole thing um it was one for a um a diy app that's no longer active but um you know walked her through kind of car maintenance via this this influencer activation for this app so it was kind of two for one she learned something about car maintenance she helped me shoot shoot some of the pictures and some of the video and then she also participated in the activation as well. So it was, um, I was really happy we could work together on that. And it was a nice experience.
Good deal. Good deal. I think those are the types of memories that you kind of kind of take with you for for years. Definitely. I want to reverse back because you know one of the things that's really fascinating to me, and one of the things I really try to highlight on the Awesome Dad Show, Rob, is the personal and unique experiences of of all my guests. And one of the things that you've been very open about on your blog and your show is um, is your wife, right? Is and yeah. the the challenges of going through the passing of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure exactly sure how to structure this question. You're probably more equipped, but if, it, if, if what message would you send to all the fathers out there that are going through the passing of a loved one? What's helped you to get through that, to yeah. get through that challenge? I'd say this is a message pretty universally for all dads in a relationship with their wives. And I think what we really need to undertake as fathers is, is to be present as much as we can to, to push out kind of the fear on one side and, and the regret of yesterday to make space for now and, and being present for each other in this relationship that you created. I think, you know, because the fact is we aren't guaranteed any amount of time on this planet. And the road could turn at any moment and we could be faced with a serious illness that could lead to mortality, you know, or, or just a serious illness or a child could fall ill. And so take the time now, invest in the time now to create the moments and the joy now, because we don't know when the road will turn. Yeah, that's very true to appreciate today. Tomorrow is yeah. not promised. Is Absolutely. there any particular activity or uh, community, any, any type of way that you were able to, uh, to get your mind off the, the pain of the passing of loved one, Rob? Yeah, I think, I think what helped me was focusing on meditation, on my personal health and, and eating, getting grief counseling. And then, um, you know, I really had the benefit of a few communities on Facebook that were immensely supportive um you know one was dad the dad bloggers group and and then the other was the group that i started to support my family through this cancer journey and it's called team angela and it's an invite only facebook group Um, it grew to about 500 people and it started strictly for me being lazy I just, I just could not keep up the one, the volume of the one-to-one communication. And so I thought, well, this is a great way for me to do this one-to-many thing for the majority of people in the closest family, you know, the obvious ones, we, I kept up the one-to-one communication. So, so it took the amount of work that I had to do way down so I could manage that and still take care of my wife, take her to all the appointments, care for her at home, um, administer the personal care, help her with the medications, all of those things. And at the same time, push out updates to, you know, to the supporters. What wound up happening was something I just didn't expect and couldn't have anticipated. They showed up in many ways to support us, um, when asked, they gave us gift cards to different restaurants. They helped us um, finish up the painting in the house. This is a relatively new residence to us, and we had undertook some refreshing and 
there was this last mile to go and they they got us there um through that group also we got the shower remodeled so that it was accessible for my late wife um completely donated um wow. the local lows plus her connections in the tile industry really showed up and and helped us get that project done so she could continue to bathe and that sort of thing as as she was able to for the amount of time would i have done it like months and months earlier yeah i think with the benefit you know hindsight's 50 50 i would have gotten some of these things done a lot sooner and a lot a lot faster but um yeah it was just amazing how that group became 500 and showed up in just some amazing amazing ways so supportive so so supportive and i'd say if anybody's undergoing a big deal um you know rally around the troops wonderful amazing things can really happen yeah i think community is something that can be very easily overlooked when you're going through this thing that feels like you're all alone you're isolated i mean we're dealing with it now with the covid19 everyone feels sure. like they're uh, you know split apart but those online communities yeah. can be extremely powerful. Yeah, they how, really how, can. how old was your daughter when you were going through this challenge? You know, she was, it, you know, it took, it was, she was about 16, uh, 15 and a half um, when it started. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was tough. You know, the, uh, the day we got the diagnosis, um, well, we kind of got some insight from the surgeon because there was some surgery involved to kind of try and it, she had brain cancer. Um, and so some of, some of the first steps are to remove the tumor and then administer radiation and an oral chemotherapy. And, and we didn't know till after the surgery um, what it really was because the neurosurgeon said it was 50, 50, 60, 40. It could have been just something benign, um, you know, that could have been treated with long-term antibiotics. It turned out that that wasn't the case, that it was a stage four brain cancer. And the long-term outlook isn't, isn't a great one. I mean, something, as you know, something starts out as a stage four, you already know you're calculating, you have finite amount of time left and so we look to make the best of it the very best of it we could so going through this did that do you feel like that brought you and your daughter closer together were there any any techniques or any activities that you tried to really focus in on to to make sure that your your daughter was okay yeah i mean i think just just spending the time that i could that she'd allow me to spend with her you know watching tv um talking you know i'm I make it a point to check in with her pretty regularly mm -hmm. on on how she's doing and, and what she's doing um i i didn't insist that she go to grief counseling because i knew that that was kind of a perilous road to take but i told her what resources were available what i was willing and able to do for her which is anything in this world um it was it was my desire from somebody really young to be a dad, uh, to be the participatory dad that, that I was and, and try and continue to be. But, you know, changes happen when they become a teenager. They become more, um, more, more involved with their friends and 
And, you know, if they have a boyfriend, they're more involved with the boyfriend than they are with the family. So I just try and, and try and be constant and I try and try my best to be present. I'm, I'm my daughter's three and a half and I am not looking forward <laughs> to the boyfriend phase. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. Like you said, you got to be present now because, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a really important point that you brought up too here, Rob, is letting her grieve in her own way. I interviewed NFL Super Bowl champion Trent Dilfer on the okay. Awesome Dad show a few months ago. And he, he dealt with the passing of his, of his son and he wow. and his wife handled it handled griefing in very different ways yeah but i think trying to be in tune being empathetic is it seems to be a uh, a very common way of handling it because i don't think you can really push your own feelings on other people no definitely not is that something that you you maybe tried at first saying hey you need to grieve or were you very open and let her kind of find and navigate her own way through this yeah i mean i was i was very aware that people navigate grief differently and that and that because of their even because of their own development adolescents might delay grieving um Mm. for a number of reasons um part of it is that they're what i've come to understand is they're much more inwardly focused um that requires both an internal and an outward focus um to maximize the benefit on and they might not have the ability or willingness to do that right off the bat. It makes, makes a lot of sense. I, I very much appreciate you sharing your insight into this, sure, uh, into this matter, because there's definitely fathers out that, you know, life is hard. Life is suffering. Life has, mm-hmm. is going to bring you challenges. I think it's very easy to forget that when everything is going great and, yeah. and, and being present and appreciating the moments is really important really important. Definitely. So kind of shifting gears a little bit, Rob, mm-hmm. uh, to some happier things. Meat. Yeah. Meat. Talk meat. to me about meat. Why is meat <laughs> so important to you as, as a father? What, what yeah. do you love about meat? Yeah. So love to barbecue and cook, cook outside. Um, it started actually uh, just before my daughter was born. And, um, and um, yeah, I don't know. I think the origins are in meeting my wife wife she's from texas and learning about this mystical thing called texas barbecue Um, what was this texas barbecue and sort of my love for her and and wanting to have a great relationship and and learn about this delicious food um started a learning process first in these really early news groups that were dedicated to barbecue and barbecue methods um and then um, started buying books. I have this bookshelf that I think spans like 12, 12 books now on barbecue and um, different styles, different approaches, different recipes. I started um, cooking on a charcoal grill that I had gotten as, from, as a cast off from my father-in-law and, and had restored it and started. Um, learned the hard way that if I was gonna smoke something for a long time, um, this was not the way to go. Right. And, um, you know, I think I, I really revel in creating something delicious, um, seeing people enjoy it and being part of that process, um, really digging into the whole cooking thing. Uh, I will say if, if you can, if you can cook outside, you can cook inside. And if you can cook inside, you can certainly learn to cook outside. So Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, Rob. But you got into cooking and uh, smoking meat 
because you you wanted to connect with your wife on a deeper level. Is that, am I hearing you right there? Is that what yeah, got you into it? Yeah, I think I think you know wanting to yeah wanting to bring her a taste of home because we had at one time lived in Texas and then moved to North Carolina and the first time we lived in North Carolina there was no Texas barbecue so I began a study of the methods and the the meat the cuts of meat that were involved and and really how to how to do a decent job and I continue to learn because even as late as just a couple of years ago I can say you know I finally nailed my ribs you know my ribs it's repeatable it's delicious and and people like it so all those factors come together I know I've got it got it good um well I love that and I do want to say that finding ways to connect with your spouse and give them the love and attention they need is just, it's absolutely crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Kind of like you did yeah. with your daughter and bringing her into to, to marketing and sharing mm-hmm. your insight there. I need, I need a pro tip here for any newbie barbecue dads out there. What's yeah. something they can do small thing they can do or tweak to really step up their rib game. What can we do? So your ribs shouldn't be direct grilled. They should be cooked in a zone offset somewhere. So if you only have a grill, a propane grill, leave a couple of the burners on, but leave a couple off and then get a full packet with some wood chips to create some smoke. That's going to level up your, your game. I think when you're direct grilling, you need to realize also that you've got a medium setting. It's not all cranked up to 10. You sure about that? I, yeah, I, we go yeah, maximum. Yeah. If I cook it, if I put it on maximum heat, it cooks faster, right? That's how it. That's how it works. Maybe, right? <laughs> maybe. maybe. You know, you want something to check out? Check out reverse searing a steak. Good deal. So, so let's. So you you take your uh, your ribs, you wrap them in foil with some wood chips in the foil. No, not in foil. You wrap. You make a foil pouch with the rib with the wood chips, and you stick those on the burning the burning side. Okay. And then the unwrapped ribs get smoke um, for as long as as long as it takes to till they get nice and bendy and juicy and yummy i'm digging yeah. it i'm digging it pro tip there so we're yeah. we're putting the burners on half the grill half the grill burners off yep R- ribs go on the the offside yep wood chips go on the burning side yep you've just set up your grill for offset cooking by doing that you heard it here first from rob <laughs> aim binder thank you yeah rob. so Rob, before we get into the world famous rapid fire, act that rapid fire, where can everyone find Rob and what you're doing? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me in my personal blog at robaimbinder.com. Um, my, my barbecue adventures at pitmastertools.com. And then I have a private Facebook group related to pitmaster tools. It's the VIP barbecue group. And, um, and I share tips and tricks and, the members as well share tips and tricks and 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 successes and failures um, of their barbecue adventures. Love that, love that, and I'm gonna have links here in the show notes. Make sure you show Rob Ainbender some love. Make sure you show him some love. All right, Rob, um, let's get into the rapid fire here. All right, okay. What's your favorite story to read or tell to your daughter? <laughs> It's been a while since I read her a story, you know. Um, Good night, Moon. Great one. Popular one. Love that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, favorite city to visit? Ooh. 
Austin's been one of my favorites so far. Right on. Uh, not a big Patriot fan, but we'll let it, let it slide. <laughs> let it slide. Uh, uh, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? No. Okay. If you could go to see any concert, who are you going to go see? The original Metallica lineup with Cliff again. <laughs> rock on, rock on. Right on. Uh, favorite food to cook on the grill? Ribs and brisket are tied. I love them both. Yeah, that makes, that makes two of us. All right, mm. final question here. If you had a message you could put on a billboard to reach millions and millions and millions of fathers, Rob, what are you going to put on that billboard? Be present. That's excellent. Rob, thank you so much for being on the Awesome Dad Show, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for letting me be on here, Mark. It was a great time. Thanks for listening in to this episode with Rob Ainbinder. I encourage you, now that the episode's over, go ahead and smash that link. Go check out Rob all over social media. Let him know that you heard him on the Awesome Dad Show and he made a difference in your life. Because, like, look, that's why we do this. This is why we write articles and create content is so that we can help men, help fathers, embrace fatherhood, be better, be more satisfied. It's not an easy job. I do it every day. Um, but I strongly, strongly believe that is one of the most important things that we can do as men, as humans, raise the next generation. Please, if you are still listening, go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference to me. And as soon as you're done there, go over to the patreon.com slash actadad and link up with the community over on Patreon. Listen, have a great week. I will talk to you very soon here on the Awesome Dad Show. Peace.